how do you get to mental wellness? It's a little bit individual for every person, but we gotta be feeding back into the buckets that I was talking about. We gotta be building our resilience and building our self-care plans and making sure that we are pursuing things that we love, that we have downtime, you know, that we get to hug animals if that's important to us, that we get to be creative, that we're hanging out with people that are good for us, that challenge us, that love us, that support us, that we are feeding our brains with interesting information. We're taking care of our bodies as best as we're able to and all of those pieces. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Minds. My name is Julie Hawk, and I am the host. This is actually a special episode. It's our last episode together. I hope that doesn't mean you're going to, you know, turn it off and not listen. I thought it would be really nice to kind of reflect back on the last four years that we've had this podcast and talk about some of the highlights from our guests and topics, pieces of advice, share a little bit about my own journey through the last four years and just kind of take a moment to appreciate what this turned into. So for those of you that don't know, or just kind of tuning in now, Healthy Minds was a podcast or is a podcast that was designed to kind of roll out of a program that I used to work out of called Healthy Transitions. Healthy Transitions was a program or is a program still, excuse me, for 16 to 25 year olds with severe mental illnesses. I worked as a residential manager, a case manager, and an outreach and education specialist through that program. So three different jobs through there. In that last role, outreach and education specialist, I started this podcast. (laughs) And the goal was to talk to emerging adults. So typically defined as 16 to 25 year olds about mental health and have some excellent guest speakers come in, whether professionals or people with lived experience. And I was able to do a lot of that pre-COVID. And then, you know, the goal was just to kind of, you know, chat about mental health because although it's been getting better in the last few years or decade, even I'm going to age myself here, (laughs) you know, people are still sometimes uncomfortable talking about their mental health or maybe don't know good resources to turn to, or, you know, is this normal? Is it scary? Is it normal and scary? Who do I talk to? What does the experience like? Or, you know, what do I do to help a friend or a family member? Or what does it mean if somebody has schizophrenia? You know, these kind of questions that I was hoping to answer with the help of, like I said, some excellent guest experts, whether professionals or those with lived experience or both. We've had quite a few dual folks in here, meaning that they are professionals in the field, as well as people with lived experience with mental health or the hospital system or other kind of pieces, right? So we've had quite a lot of growth and information shared. And so I hope that you take a chance and you know look back in our archives I went through and counted the episodes and we had 42, if you include today's episode, 42 episodes total for Healthy Minds. And that's pretty good considering (laughs) we were weathering a global pandemic for half of that time. I ended up leaving that role from Healthy Transitions and switching into becoming a professor as an adjunct at first. And now I am full-time professor. I also started my PhD during that time. 
I got married. <laughs> I am currently pregnant. You may be listening to this after the baby is already here. We'll see. <laughs> Sometime in mid-May, we should have uh, Baby Hawk joining us. So we've had a lot of fun over the years, and I have been so, so fortunate to talk to all of these amazing people about their experiences. And so I wanted to share some of those highlights with you today and some of the growing pains i'll be honest our first couple of episodes were a little a little more stilted or a little stiff and the last few episodes i would also argue have been different because it's just me talking to myself <laughs> for 30 minutes or so which unfortunately i've become pretty good at in the zoom college years but hopefully you've still been intrigued enough to listen along even if you need to skip ahead sometimes so may Third, 2018 was the launch of our first episode. It was basically, like I said, a maybe a little bit awkward introduction to the goal of the podcast, which I kind of shared with you in a much shorter <laughs> than 30 minutes method. We followed that up with a definition of emerging adulthood and why folks that are 16 to 25 year old need more help. So if you don't know, it's a, a new developmental period caused by society and our expectations around college and other things that you're like mostly an adult, but not 100% an adult. And a lot of people feel a little bit lost or in between. It's also this peak time for mental health symptoms to arise and trying to figure out, you know, is this a mental health concern or did I chug a Mountain Dew and get two hours of sleep <laughs> or both it can be very tricky for the person themselves. You know, like, is this just normal growing up? Is this normal growing up when I'm maybe not taking the best care of myself? Is this mental health issues? Is it a little bit of everything? This is a very difficult question for experts to answer as well. And so I appreciated everybody that shared their time and their stories and their questions with me too. A lot of times folks would come find me on Instagram and ask, you know, Hey, can you talk about this? Or can you answer this question? Those are always some of my favorite episodes that were driven by the listeners, meaning that they were asking for content or asking for help in certain areas. And so I hope that if you were one of those people and you happen to be listening today, that the episode gave you the information you were looking for, or at least a start to find some of the answers you needed from there. So I want to talk a little bit about guests just in general, because like I said, we've had such a pool of expertise join us. So we've had therapists, trauma therapists, play therapists, we had a clinical psychologist join us for a discussion on schizophrenia. We had on our own of Maryland representatives, grassroots crisis intervention center joined us quite a few times. HopeWorks joined us for a crossover episode about boundaries and interruptions. We had a psychiatrist from the hospital join us to talk about what hospitalization is like in case you need that. We had the Howard County Police join us. We had another crossover episode with Mary from the Scarlet Collective. She used to have a, a podcast with Dragon Digital Radio as well. 
We had people all the way from the UK join us. That was such an interesting day. It was right before the lockdown, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like They were over here traveling to learn more about suicide prevention in the US. And I happened to connect with them and then was like, if you want to hang out on this day, I'm doing a podcast if you want to come talk. <laughs> and so they joined us. So hello to Pete's Dragon. Um, from the UK. It was such a privilege to have you on and talking about your own kind of journeys of taking care of yourself in a, a demanding field. Speaking of the lockdown, right? At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic here in the US, like March 2020, we pivoted and started doing hour-long lives with Chris. Thanks, Chris, for all of your support and excellent questions and sharing about yourself as well. We actually won an award for one of the, I think the first podcast during the live episodes called Coping During Crisis. So thank you all as well for that. We had the horrible situation with police brutality. I mean, that's been ongoing, of course, but recent police brutality in 2020. And so uh, I stopped and, and paused and thought about what we teach in psychology and who do I know that can kind of help us unpack the impacts of systematic racism. So we had some really esteemed guests join us for, I think it was a series of like six episodes. It was a special series called Black Mental Health Matters. And it talked about the impacts of systemic racism in a lot of different areas. So I was Fortunate to have Dr. Kelly McCants-Price join us to talk about Black mental health in general um, and state of the world, or the U.S., I should say. We had um, Tierney Thurmond, who came and talked to us about the history of racial trauma and battle fatigue. Kimberly Humphrey, a, a lawyer who came to talk about workplace discrimination and hair discrimination. This is relevant again in the news, at least a time of recording. We have two things. We have the Crown Act that is being considered in Congress right now. And the unfortunate incident with Chris Rock and Will Smith and alopecia. So I highly encourage you to listen to, to those. And we had Natalie Gillard who came and talked to us about environmental racism. She has an excellent game program called Factuality. And we had a medical racism episode with a former colleague and friend. Anita. And then Nike Robinson came and talked to us about the importance of voting and politics in uh, Black mental health and the impacts of systemic racism. And so I highly recommend that you listen to those episodes. I learned so much from my friends and my colleagues. I was very fortunate that they were willing to come and talk to us about these really important subjects. And so that was probably my favorite sub-series since the tradition was to just do one-off episodes before that. <laughs> We pivoted back to doing the lives again because we thought we were going to reopen and we did not. <laughs> we even had episodes about reopening and that was very funny to me to go back and listen to the episodes about, you know, we're reopening. It's June 2020. <laughs> we were very optimistic and that's good. We need hope. We need optimism, but we clearly did not. So we talked about coping with grief during the holidays and how do we celebrate? when we can't do it the way that we want to or with the people we want to. We talked about community care after the January 6th insurrection, right? And the importance of recognizing and feeding into the community to build it to be the community that you want, right? 
we talked about the anniversary <laughs> in 2021. You know, we talked about reopening again in 2021. And then, you know, I took a little bit of a break because I had some some life stuff happening. Um, unfortunately, I lost my grandfather during that time. And I had started a new job. I was working on my dissertation and was dealing with first trimester nausea and everything. And I just couldn't put the time into the podcast, unfortunately. So we took a short break and then we came back to wrap up. I didn't want to leave everybody, you know, unfulfilled with talking about reopening in 2021. (laughs) I figured we needed to check in and talk about where things are now and to tie everything up nicely with kind of the lessons we've learned over the years or the lessons I've learned over the years. And so, you know, this short little stint here in spring of 2022, we talked about, you know, how things are going two years in, impact of long-term stress, surge capacity, burnout, resilience. The last episode, we talked about the eight dimensions of wellness. I highly recommend that you listen. That's going to be one of my big takeaway points, I would say, from the episode overall. So thanks for that little walk back and indulging me and talking about some of our excellent guests. Like I mentioned before, shout out to Rowan from On Our Own. (laughs) She joined me for many episodes and I'm very appreciative of her insight and, you know, fortunate to call her a friend as well. One day soon, we will get donuts again, my friend. So you know, some of the topics that we touched on, you know, beyond the ones that we mentioned, just in case you want to go back through the archive, because there's some good ones in there. <laughs> I'm a little biased, of course. We talked about suicide prevention and, you know, those are very early on. And that was some of the ones joined by grassroots crisis intervention. We talked about emergency petitions in the hospital, two different episodes. If you have ever had questions or concerns or you know, just want to learn a little bit more about what that involvement might be from the police or the hospital. Those are great ones to look at. We talked about self-harm or self-injury. We talked about, I think one of my favorites was double whammy depression and anxiety because it's often a double whammy. Unfortunately, if you have one, you're likely to have the other. They kind of feed into each other and it can be difficult to treat sometimes because you don't know is this depression or is it anxiety? (laughs) Like which one is in control right now? So we talked about kind of the nuances of that. I also had a good friend join me for this is your brain on meds. I highly recommend that you listen to that one. It was a good one about medications because even still today, we have a lot of stigma around taking medications for your mental health. And so we're going to come back to that in a little bit. We had a procrastination episode, which was lots of fun. And then, you know, the rest we kind of chatted through already. And so, you know, I hope that you're able to kind of stop and, you know, go back and maybe revisit some of them if you need reminders or if you have questions. But I wanted to kind of go over some of the big takeaways from these episodes or some really insightful comments from these episodes. Okay. So again, I'm not going to, you know, obviously talk forever. We're just going to stick in our normal <laughs> time frame here. So I'm just going to be giving you the highlights, but if you have questions, you're always welcome to email me or come find me on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. And I'll be sharing that information at the end. And it'll be in the show notes as well, in case you want to come find me and, and connect outside of the podcast. Okay. So What are some of the big messages that I hope that you got out of four years of talking to you? (laughs) Well, you know, I hope by now that you understand that mental health is a spectrum. 
and we are all on the spectrum. We all have mental health. I think it was one of our very first episodes. Anita said, you know, if you have a brain, you have mental health. If you have a body, you have physical health, right? So it's very, very true. Just last episode, I shared that the World Health Organization defines wellness as not merely the absence of illness or infirmity. And I think that's really important, really, really important. Many of us are just plugging along. We're okay. We're fine. We wouldn't necessarily be what I would call mentally well. And so how do you get to mental wellness? It's a little bit individual for every person, but we got to be feeding back into the buckets that I was talking about. We got to be building our resilience and building our self-care plans and making sure that we are pursuing things that we love, that we have downtime, you know, that we get to hug animals if that's important to us, that we get to be creative, that we're hanging out with people that are good for us, that challenge us, that love us, that support us, that we are feeding our brains with interesting information. We're taking care of our bodies as best as we're able to and all of those pieces. That being said, you could be doing all the right things, quotation marks there, right things with quotation marks, right? You could be doing everything right and still experience periods of being you know, okay or fine, or slumping down into feeling unwell, or even hitting mental illness altogether, right? And this does not mean that you've done it to yourself. I want to make sure that's really clear. If you ever get a chance to take abnormal psychology classes, I sincerely hope that your professor talks you through all the different models of quote-unquote abnormal psychology. We talk about psychological causes, biological causes, meaning neurotransmitters, hormones, brain parts, brain functions. We talk about society. We talk about culture. We talk about learned patterns. We talk about our parents and our caregivers, right? And so you are just one part of that puzzle, (laughs) which might sound a little scary, but I personally find it very encouraging, right? We go back to that idea of community care. So if I want to be well, then I need to be in a community that is also well. I don't have to have them at 100% all of the time, but I do need them to be supportive, to have enough resources for me to do what I need to do and want to do that I can rely on if I need support, right? All of those kind of pieces are, are necessary. It also means that there's lots of ways to tackle becoming unwell or being ill, mentally ill, because there are so many pieces to the puzzle, which again can be frustrating for some people as you are trying so hard to become well, and it takes a while sometimes because you got to put in the effort and, you know, do talk therapy and medications and, you know, whatever, and, and, and. And so it can feel like a lot, particularly when you're already struggling. So that's one of the big, big messages there, right? Is that we all fall on the spectrum. Certainly during COVID-19, I think a lot of us slumped into I'm okay or I'm fine or potentially becoming unwell or even mentally ill. I know that talking to students and friends and even myself, right? There were definitely times where I was like, this is not going well. (laughs) I need to do something different so that I'm not, you know, caught into this kind of like landslide downwards. And so this is where the importance of resilience and self-care comes in. I have talked about it so much, my friends. I hope that you have listened to some of it. Resilience is not just bouncing back. It's about being able to push through. 
and not by yourself. It's about being able to push through with support and resources, okay? For some reason, a lot of people think resilience is individual, meaning I've got to do it all by myself, <laughs> which sounds like a toddler, right? If you, if you think about it. So we want to make sure that we are leaning into our support systems that we have in place. And so those are very individual for every person, right? If you're struggling with class, I hope that you can talk to your teacher or talk to a professor or go use the academic support services on campus, right? If you need some short-term therapy or help finding therapy, I hope you talk to the wellness center or the counseling center, right? And get connected there. If you feel like you might need accommodations, I hope you use DSS to do that, right? So resilience is using your resources and using them well to keep you healthy and well. We also talked a ton about boundaries. So important, okay? I'm, I'm thinking coping with the holidays all the way back in like 2018 or 2019, maybe. I can't remember exactly when. Crossover episode with HopeWorks had some really excellent tools about how to deal with folks if you're stuck dealing with them. A lot of us are stuck dealing with people we don't want to, right? So how do we protect our mental health and our own well-being while still, you know, interacting with folks that might not be great for us? We talked about reaching out and reaching in. So I hope by now you understand the importance of reaching out if you need help, but also it's not necessarily the individual's job to do that, right? So again, community care and social wellness means that if I notice somebody's struggling, I should reach in and I should ask, is everything okay? You haven't seemed like yourself lately, or I noticed you missed whatever coffee, or you haven't been coming to class lately. Is everything okay? There's a really excellent website, seizetheawkward.org that has really good ways to start the conversation if you're worried about a friend or a loved one, okay? So yeah, reach out, but also all of us need to reach in as well. Community care, okay? We talked a lot about being bad with quotation marks or having maladaptive coping mechanisms, if you want the fancy terminology there. So these are basically coping skills. They help us de-stress or cope with stress, but they're not necessarily great for us. And so that might be like, I did a lot of stress shopping. <laughs> I bought probably way too many earrings during the COVID-19 pandemic, particularly in 2020 and like miniature kits and new shirts and like stuff like that. Right. So I was shopping to deal with my stress. Is it a huge problem financially? No, I was able to afford it. I was very fortunate, you know, but it's not the best way to deal with stress. <laughs> ongoing, right? If every time I get upset, I pull out my, my debit card or whatever, then I'm going to end up in a hole pretty quickly. <laughs> so making sure that we have a variety of tools available to deal with things. Stress eating is okay. We talked about that a lot. Stress eating is perfectly fine. It just can't be your only way that you're dealing with stress, right? It's perfectly acceptable to be like, at a crappy day, I would like a dish of ice cream. Go for it. That is one of my favorite coping skills. <laughs> it doesn't mean that that's my only coping skill though, right? Like that's one of the things that I like to do overall. And so we sit here and we reflect on all of the really excellent messages that we got from people that have lived experience and the expertise in the field I really hope that you've had a chance to kind of page your way through the podcasts and everything else that have been there. I want to thank you for listening and for sending questions or just even, you know, downloading the episode. It was very interesting to look at the statistics 
of, you know, like the Facebook lives and the podcast recordings and things and to see how many people were tuning in even for a little bit to talk about mental health. I am, like I said, this is our last episode together. That being said, I'm hopeful that, you know, I can join in for a live here and there with Chris sometime over the next couple of years. I just got to get into a new routine with (laughs) a baby (laughs) and figure out my workload and everything there and prioritize my own mental health and my own well-being as well as this baby. So how do you stay in contact with me? And I do truly mean for you to come chat with me. I love chatting about mental health. I love answering questions. You, of course, are welcome to come take classes with me. I teach at Baltimore City Community College, and I am still an adjunct with Anne Arundel Community College, although I'm not sure that I'll be teaching there much, at least in the immediate future. You're always welcome to come there. You can follow me on Instagram. My handle is prof, like professor, P-R-O-F, Julie Hawk, J-U-L-I-H-A-W-K, so prof Julie Hawk. That is also my Twitter handle. If you want to come find me on TikTok, that is, (laughs) you're welcome to do so. It's uh, currently psychology, but I'm sure it's going to be more of a mix with books and baby stuff and things moving forward as I work to kind of readjust my own balance. That is prof.juli, J-U-L-I. You can also find me on Facebook with Inquiring Minds LLC if you'd like. I don't use that very much at all. But in general, again, I just want to say thank you. I've learned so, so much over the years. You know, I thought that I I had a lot of knowledge to begin with. (laughs) And then I worked on my PhD and I realized that there is so, so much that I don't know, which is fascinating and exciting and encouraging, I think. Although I know that not everybody thinks that way. So what do we need to leave off with? Well, longtime listeners may recognize the self-care send-off where I would challenge each and every guest and myself to think of something that we would like to challenge our listeners to practice as they move forward. Okay. So I want you to take a minute and think about what you would like to challenge yourself to do for your self-care send-off. I know this isn't traditional, but it's just me today (laughs) for our final wrap-up episode. So I want you to take a moment and think about what you would like to do. And my self-care send-off to all of you, and I mean this very, very genuinely, is to be very kind to ourselves, right? Be very kind to yourself. We are doing the best that we can most days. And sometimes the best that we can is laying on the couch and eating ice cream in our pajamas, even though it's a Monday (laughs) and it's like two o'clock or something. And sometimes our best is like, you know, ASIN tests and quizzes and working 40 hours a week and doing all that kind of stuff. And both of those are okay. We are not tied to our productivity. We are humans. We are here to live and enjoy life, to be well, to find our support systems around us and make sure that we're having a good life, whatever that means to us, okay? So thank you. Don't be a stranger. I've really, really appreciated my time with you all. I am wishing you good mental health. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio. 